is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Oh, a wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. Back to business for Pompey after a stalemate with Barnsley last time out. 40 yards out, chance for a ball to go back into the penalty area. It's a good ball and it's put into the back of the net. And Portsmouth have the lead. A fine finish from Colby Bishop. Hey, the long throw towards the box. Bouncing around and it's gone all the way in. And Barnsley have equalised. Bobby Thomas is claiming it. That's it. That is the final action. And it's notable that it is the Barnsley fans cheering away to our right about the game ending 1-1. This weekend, the Blues travel to automatic promotion hopefuls Plymouth Argyle in search of all three points, even if the odds are stacked highly against them. We'll hear the pre-match thoughts of John Messino between now and seven. Really looking forward to it. I'm told that it's been a bit of a tasty encounter over the past few years and we're expecting close to a sellout, which will be amazing. I think the, the atmosphere that you can get there, not just from the home fans, but from the away fans as well at Home Park is brilliant. And it's not just the men's upcoming game we're looking ahead to on the football hour this evening. The Pompey women are also back in action. The Blues are top of the table now after last week's victory at Gilligan, a game which saw Evie Gain make her second debut for the club. She spoke after the match on Sunday about how it felt to return to the South Coast and also make her first start in almost four months. I was definitely a bit anxious about it all. I mean, the girls have been doing amazing. The last thing I wanted to do was obviously let them down, but I just put trust in myself and what I can bring to the team. And yeah, it felt good. I think I eased into the game. By the end of the game, I felt back to my normal self. Evie will be on the show tonight, as will head coach Jay Sadler, who previews this weekend's trip to London Bees and highlights the key behind what has been an incredible run of form of late. We've got a terrific squad, a real special, group of people that are really showing that together some unity as ever it's 81400 of a text ensure you start those messages with the word express otherwise you can email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm on twitter or visit facebook.com forward slash pompey live good evening and welcome to another edition of the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along to the show, which is brought to you in partnership with Stagecoach Across the South. Take advantage of their app now, which you can find on the Apple app and Google Play Store to track your bus and even prepay for your ride as well. On the way tonight, we'll look ahead to a big weekend of football for both the men's and women's teams, discuss the latest on the injury front and talk a bit about the club search for John Messino's number two. But first, a reminder of the Blues' last outing. Barnsley, but visitors to PO4 just six days ago. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. We are underway here at Fratton Park. 
for Portsmouth against Barnsley, live in League One, as Riley Towler chips the ball forward for Portsmouth, and it's free to Joe Morell in midfield as Pompey work it back to Towler, back forward again, and Bishop gets a fairly firm challenge in there. That was a risky touch that almost went Jacob's way. Mistake by Barnsley, and then the ball out for a Portsmouth throw on the left-hand side, 30 yards from Barnsley's goal. Bishop on the centre spot, does well there, Bishop. Works it to the right-hand side, and Bernard brings it over halfway. Plenty of blue shirts forward. Jacobs goes early, ball in the box, looking for Bishop. Bishop's offside. He puts it in the net, but the flag is up. It's a nice ball and a decent finish, but offside is the ruling. Into the near post, poor clearance. Terrible shot from Phillips. He might get another go here. Pompey trying to do some closing down. Ball to Waters. Not quite sure what that was. And it's going to be cleared away. That was more of a clearance from Waters. I think that was supposed to be a volley on target. Danger not over for Pompey. Phillips over the goalkeeper's head. Tipped onto the bar. And scrambled away by Bernard. Barnsley close to taking the lead. Nil-nil. Bernard comes near for the short one. Doesn't cause any of the defenders to move and it's headed away. Pompey will pick it up again through pack, 40 yards out, chance for a ball to go back into the penalty area. It's a good ball, and it's put into the back of the net! And Portsmouth have the lead! A fine finish from Colby Bishop, volleying it back across goal with his left foot. Nothing Collins could do. It's Portsmouth one, Barnsley nil. And Pompey now got the chance to break forward, and Dale's over halfway. There's four against two, if Pompey played this correctly, Dale's got to get the ball in the box. Defenders are coming back now, Tunnicliffe in the area, Tunnicliffe shot, Wild into the Milton end, still 1-0. Here's Barnsley coming forward, edge of the penalty area, danger as Cole's shot has gone into the back of the net, but the referee has already blown the whistle for a foul, so that goal is not going to stand. And the, I think it was Morell who slid in, he didn't make contact with the player, the foul is given, so Barnsley, instead of a goal, will have a free kick on the edge of the box. Kane, four in the wall. Here's Kane, stepping up with his right foot over the wall, and high over the bar. No threat at all. That is a long throw towards the box. It's bouncing around and it's gone all the way in. And Barnsley have equalised. Bobby Thomas is claiming it. It was fired in. Have hit a couple of bodies and nestled into the bottom corner. Nothing Macy could do. Two minutes left. Portsmouth one, Barnsley one. Pack is going to send this into the penalty area towards the near post. Raggett the target, headed away by Barnsley. That's it. That is the final action. And it's notable that it is the Barnsley fans cheering away to our right about the game ending 1-1. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There you go, the highlights of last weekend's one-all draw between Pompey and Barnsley at Fratton Park, a result which leaves Pompey 10th in the current League One standings. Uh, after that one-all draw with Barnsley, then. OK, on the show with me between now and 7 o'clock too. We won't really talk about the Barnsley game, but we'll look ahead to this weekend's fixture at Home Park with Plymouth Argyle. First and foremost, delighted to be joining us over the phone lines, Mr Mark McGee. Mark, hello there, my friend. Good evening, Jake. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's a pleasure, as always, to, to have you on the show, Mark. We will briefly touch upon that game against Barnsley last Saturday. We had the entirety of the show on Monday to do so. But what were your sort of overall thoughts after the full-time whistle from that one? Do you think it was two points dropped, considering how late the goal was? Or do you think still maybe a, a decent point to take? It's a funny one, really, isn't it? I think um, 
for the game, I think we would have taken a one-one draw, especially where we, you know, considering where we're at and where Barnsley are at. But yeah, I think I was a little bit disappointed to see the goal go in, considering how defensively solid we've looked recently. But you know, I'm still quite optimistic. I think. Uh, I think it draws a fair result, to be honest. Yeah, and joining us as well this evening to go through all things Pompey, talk about the week's news and to look ahead to tomorrow's trip to Home Park. Delighted to say, joining us from the Portsmouth News, Pepe Lacey. Pepe, good evening. Good evening, Jake. Thanks for having me on, as, as always. Yeah, and uh, even even more special at the moment, Pepe, you've, you've had some great news in regards to your position at the Portsmouth News, so congratulations. You'll be Thank you very much. a permanent member of the team, and it's great to... Great to be seeing you in and around the press box. Um, look, last week's game against Barnsley, um, Mark's touched upon it there. The defensive unity of, it, of this Pompey squad under John Messino. Been a bit more of a, a tight-knit team at the back. Mm. Yeah, conceded late on in that Barnsley game. Do you still think that there's, there's signs of progression of this team under John Messino? Maybe a little bit of a different start of play compared to what we've seen at the start of the season? Yeah, definitely. I think the change of formation has been um, revolutionised the squad, really. You're seeing some players that played all right at the start of the season excelling now. Players like Joe Morrell, Marlon Pack, Marlon Pack in particular, mm. thriving in the centre midfield role just in front of the centre backs. And now you're seeing a lot more creativity um, you've got Joe Moran Ryan Tunnicliffe being off, given a bit more freedom to go mm. forward the wing backs to, or the right, uh, full backs to go forward a bit more and I think like you mentioned just in that first question was it did feel like a loss um, yeah. when that goal went in it did feel like two points dropped um, like Mark touched on it, it you would have taken a draw but Based based on the performance, Pompey yeah. deserved the win. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was I think it was harsh, but plenty of positive positivity to come from the game. And, and one of those big positives to take from that match at Bar- against Barnsley last weekend, uh, Mark, was the debuts uh, for both Deshaun Bernard and Paddy Lane. But we'll come on to Deshaun Bernard because it leads on to uh, my next point in a few moments' time. But he made his debut straight off uh, from from minute one through to ninety. Started the game uh, on Saturday against Barnsley. What, what did you make of his debut, uh, Mark? And do you think he'll be a good asset between now and the end of the season? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was solid, to be honest. I think um, <laughs> the standout moments for me are that that challenge, which literally sent the ball towards uh, the mm-hmm. other end of the pitch in the second half. I think. Um, I mean, what a challenge that was! I think Pompey fans just love to see us get stuck in sometimes, and that they'll love that. And then there was a there was a part of the game where he just sprayed a lovely through ball down to Owen Dale. Um, that, that those are two standouts for me. I think. He doesn't look as uh, mobile as some of our other right-backs. I mean, I'd, I'd quite like to see him slot into a ball-playing centre-back role, but, yeah, a lot of positive signs from his performance, I think. Definitely. And you mentioned, uh, Pepe, about how it was a better performance from Pompey on Saturday, and perhaps in recent weeks that style has changed a little bit. You see a bit of a bit of an improved mentality within this team, and the change of formation certainly helped to improve performances, if perhaps not results in the last two games, but... Really, we're seeing a Pompey under John Vecino who perhaps in the first half don't look as lively, but in the second they look like a completely different animal. Yeah, definitely. I think the standout game, the example of a game of that um, is Peterborough. They were terrible for 60 minutes and then out of nowhere came back into it. And a month, two months ago, we probably would have said, oh, Pompey are 2-0 down at Peterborough away, they'd never come back into a game like that. But something changed, and they then held, the get, held their own and really put the game to Peterborough. And as the away side, you're like, wow, you weren't expecting that from Pompey. And I think all the performances have been four under Messino, and every single one has had positive spells in the mm. game. Uh, Exeter and Fleetwood, they were really good starts. 
still not 100%, but good good starting points. Peterborough, obviously the first 60 minutes was difficult, but yeah. grew into it. And then last week, again, um, there were positive signs and there were positive spells. So I think the formation could be key to that. And I think just a fresh face. Michael Jacobs touched on it last week. Just having a fresh face, fresh ideas, can bring a whole lot to the table. And we're currently seeing that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Game number five for, for John Messino tomorrow, Pepe, Plymouth away, home park. Not an easy place for Pompey or anyone to go to, let's be honest, this season. The Blues haven't won there since 2014, I think it was, 2015, 15. sorry, August 2015. Yeah. That was it, Matt Tubbs and Gary Roberts, Gary Roberts yeah. both from the penalty spot. Um, I personally, I've been there six times, never seen us win. I think we've drawn five and lost one of our last six trips to to home park but this is your your first time it is to Plymouth Argyle you're in for a treat um, nice new grandstand <laughs> uh, nice new press facilities but no look this is going to be a, a difficult difficult match for, for John Messina and Pompey not a lot of expectation behind them but do you think maybe the, the, the tag of the under, underdog this weekend Pepe could could work in Pompey's favour a little bit yeah I definitely think so I think um, other than Peterborough really is an exception um who did bring the game to Pompey? I think Peter uh, Plymouth will do the same. Um, Barnsley didn't really bring the game to Pompey until the dying embers of that game. Fleetwood and Exeter didn't either, so it'll be a different, different type of game for Pompey. Um, they've been used to not having teams come at them, um, so it'll be different. So it'll be different, exciting to see how um, the players match up to that. And like you just mentioned, it is a tough game at home park away. Um, other than Hillsborough and Portman Road, really, you can't really get much tougher and to have that five games in for Messina. It's going to be a big test and it's going to really show his credentials mm. um, and what he's about. And if Pompey, I'd be happy with a draw tomorrow if they came oh, away with yeah. a draw. Um, <laughs> but no, if there's positive signs and they get positive spells and they can get a goal, a goal can change a game away from home and especially at home park. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention a derby because it's not a derby, no. but um, yeah, a goal could change a game tomorrow and it'd be exciting to see yeah. how they play. The return of the not a dockyard derby, derby. Uh, Mark, we mentioned previously. My, my last question to you was regarding uh, Deshaun Bernard and the tightness at the back, and that really leads on to my next point, which is Zach Swanson. Now he missed the game against Barnsley last weekend. There have been murmurs throughout the week, and, and John Messina mentioned it post game uh, last Saturday that it was only a minor injury that was keeping him out of that match, and he'd hoped to see him back uh, for this weekend's trip to Home Park. Mark. If Zach Swanson is back fit and, and ready to play again for Pompey, where do you think that leaves the back four? Would you make any changes from Barnsley? Would you bring Zach Swanson back in, perhaps move Deshaun Bernard to, to a centre-back role? If you do, who do you drop? How would you line up for this one if you were in charge? God, I knew you'd ask me a nice, tough question <laughs> like this, Jake. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to err on the side of caution and say Barnsley had a had a horrible tactic that you know a lot of teams like us don't like to deal with and that was a long throw into the area and up to that point I'd argue that we looked solid I don't think they really had a, a genuine sniff really uh, on our goal so on on the back of that I'd actually say keep the formation we had mm-hmm. it was promising we had some really promising spells we looked solid okay I, I touched on the fact it didn't look the most mobile and I think Swanson offers a little bit more mobility and a little bit more sort of a, of a creative edge. But I think against the league leaders and, you know, the, the goals that they score and the volume of them that the Plymouth do get, I think you want a solid back line. And I think you can't go wrong with the last the last um, team in the last match. I think we've got to go forward with that team, I think. 
Yeah. Let's get through to uh, some of the messages coming in on the social media platforms at the moment. Uh, we've got a, an email from Dave Byrne. Good evening to you, Dave. He's got in touch saying, Hi, Jake. Hi, all. Really looking forward to tomorrow's match. We have absolutely nothing to fear. We've definitely made life tough, but I've convinced myself that the season is not over quite yet. It's been it's a bit like being 3-0 down with 30 minutes to play, but it's still doable to win 4-3 in the context of the season as a whole. What a season's end that would be. I know I'm getting myself at it, but a positive result tomorrow could be the springboard. With all due respect, it is 11 versus 11. I'm not playing Real Madrid, are we? We can do this. Play up Pompey. Dave, uh, in, in lists on the emails, Pepe nodding your head quite vigorously there and Dave's got a very good point we're not playing Real Madrid we're playing Plymouth Argyle and look they are a very good team and after a break we're going to hear a bit more about them we're going to hear from John Bacino as well but this is ultimately as you mentioned previously it's, it's a blank canvas every single match is if you can get an early goal at home park there's no reason why Pompey can't you know, with, with the confidence maybe that's been bred into the team under the arrival of John Messina, there's no reason why we, we can't take anything from this game. I know we, we all as Pompey fans would, would take a point from this one, but a positive result, a point, dare I say, even a win, that could be a massive, massive statement of intent to the rest of the division. Yeah, definitely. I think you've got a full a sellout crowd behind the goal cheering you on. Um, that'll be a, that's always a huge factor. That'll always spur the team on. If you said... If Pompey went to Home Park in December, I'd be worried. I'd be worried because Plymouth were really ticking. They were, they were pushing. They were top of the league. They were, they were the team to beat. And I think now they lost last week, so they'll obviously have a point to prove. Um, they lost to Sheffield Wednesday, so they came off top spot. But um, with Pompey's confidence at the moment, a few new faces in January: Bernard, um, Matt Macy, Riley Towle, who's been outstanding since he's come in, and um, Paddy Lane. Uh, I think we're going to see a different Pompey tomorrow um, and I think we're going to see what they're made of and if they really do come away if they can grab a couple of goals which we've seen Be over nice. recent ga- yeah, which we've seen over recent games as well they can score goals now um, I think they'll take the game to Plymouth and I think it'll be a really exciting encounter yeah. Pepe thank you Mark thank you as well we'll be back with you lads in just a few moments time but it is time now for a very quick break here on Express FM and when we do return we're going to be hearing the pre-match thoughts of the head coach John Musino, who talks about Joe Rafferty a potential a potential return for him soon and how a training ground friendly this week has helped his development on his way back to the squad. He progressed really well. The most important thing was just to get the minutes under his belt for Joe. So 60 minutes for him, making sure that he got through that injury free and progressed in terms of fitness, match fitness is the next stage for him. He's been back in training and he's been doing really well in training, but those are two very different things, being able to get through it in training and then also uh, matches. So when we need to call upon him, then hopefully these sort of games help him just to get his legs back. More from John Bassino, myself, Pepe Lacey and Mark McGee when the Football Hour returns next. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app. To get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. 
A very good evening. Welcome back to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across for South. Visit their website right now, stagecoachbus.com, for even more information on the services that they can provide in your area. Join myself, Jake Smith, alongside Mark McGee and Pepe Lacey this evening to preview Pompey's trip to Home Park, that is the home of Plymouth Argyle this weekend. They take on uh, the Pilgrims tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Pompey Live returns from 2pm here on Express FM, DAB and on our fellow Pompey as well. Before we do move any further with tonight's build-up of that game and later on we'll also be previewing the Pompey women's trip to London Bees. Let's hear the pre-match thoughts of John Messina who was first asked by Max Watton where his group are right now compared to where he would like them to be when he first joined just over a fortnight ago. We're getting there. It's still at the at the very early stages of obviously myself being in the building and the players getting to know me and vice versa. So yeah, we're not getting too carried away. There's there's a huge amount of work to do, but I think everything that I've asked and, and the coaching staff have asked the, the boys to take on over the past three weeks, they've done really well. And hopefully we've seen that reflected in games at the moment. Played AFC Wimbledon in a friendly on Tuesday at the training ground. How did that go for you? Yeah, it went really well. I think the the first thing was that it was a, a fitness exercise to make sure that some of the lads that didn't have minutes in their legs got some of those minutes that were much needed. We'd had, uh, certainly since I've come in, a, a relatively stable starting eleven, which is obviously a positive, but the negative that you bring out of that is that we've got players there that, that need some minutes if and when they're going to be called upon to play. So it was a really good exercise. We had a very strong AFC Wimbledon team come down and it was competitive. Um, we made sure we treated it properly and yeah, thankfully we, we came through it really well and um, yeah, got a victory as well. Which players managed to get some minutes that you, you, you like to see on, uh, on Tuesday? Yeah, so we had uh, uh, Josh in goal, uh, I think which was, which was really positive. Josh's first involvement um, really in, in competitive action um, since he last played, I think, in the, in the league game against Bolton. Uh, and then we we had uh, ten of oh, sorry nine outfield players that have been involved in the first team. So uh, Denver, Joe Rafferty, Kieran Freeman, Louis Thompson, Rico Hackett, uh, Harry, then Paddy, Joe Piggott, and Dane Scarlett all played. So that was a good memory test. But those yeah those are all of them. We also got a good chance to see some of the younger lads as well, which was great. I think it's well noted that Joe Rafferty was involved. How did he progress? I know he, he got some minutes on Tuesday and obviously in his for recovery from injury. Yeah, he, he progressed really well. The most important thing was just to get the minutes under his belt for Joe. So 60 minutes for him, making sure that he got through that injury free and progressed in terms of fitness, match fitness is the next stage for him. He's been back in training and he's been doing really well in training. But uh, those are two very different things, being able to get through it in training and then also uh, matches. So when we you know, need to call upon him, then hopefully these sort of games help him just to, to get his legs back. Obviously, aside from that game, you've had valuable minutes on the training pitch with the team. How important has that been for you? Yeah, really important. Another week where we've we've actually had a full week to, to get the players out on the grass. We did a recovery session on Monday after the game Saturday because they, they put a, a huge amount into that. And then Tuesday, Thursday have been, been great times to actually you know get some get some ideas into them and, and work on a few bits that we previously hadn't had a chance to work on. These yeah, the three weeks are really valuable. There's um, there's always in the back of our minds we've got to think about the physical. Uh, levels that the players are hitting and um, you know always look after that considering we've got a really busy week next week uh, not just with the the three games but the fact two of them are away and we've got travel on top of that so we've always got that in the back of our mind but yeah the three weeks are a really good opportunity to work on quite a few of the things that we're looking to put into the lads. Ronan Curtis, Clark Robertson and, and Jay Mingy have been back on the grass this week how are they progressing? 
yeah, progressing really well, all three of them on, on different pathways, but back out on the grass and, and doing a lot of running and I think doing a bit of ball work, which is really positive. I think out of the three of them, Ronan is the closest to be, to be back. Hopefully we'll see him back in training at some point next week. And then um, with Jay and Clark, we are a matter of weeks rather than months at this stage, which is really positive. That's a trip to Home Park up next, a, a difficult tie against Plymouth. What are you expecting from it? How much are you looking forward to it? Really looking forward to it. I've, I'm told that it's been a bit of a tasty encounter over the past few years and we're expecting close to a sellout, which will be amazing. I think the, the atmosphere that you can you can get there, not just from the home fans, but from the away fans as well at Home Park is, is brilliant. Um, if we can sort of pack that away end, it's going to be amazing. And we know, you know, we know that Plymouth are a really good side. They've been at the top of the league for the vast majority of the season. I think they only fell off top spot last week, losing away to Sheffield Wednesday, where they were probably slightly unlucky. So we know they're a really good side there. They're very well drilled. I think uh, Stephen's taken over from Ryan and, and you know it's a pretty seamless transition. They were unlucky just to miss out at the back end of last year. And they've kicked on again this year where I think maybe a lot of people might have thought they were going to drop off, but um, they, they certainly haven't. They've, they've done completely the opposite and they've, uh, I think for me, been the standout side in the league this year. Blues head coach John Messino speaking to Max Swatton at the training ground yesterday afternoon ahead of what will be his first experience of the not a dockyard derby derby between Pompey and Plymouth Argyle. Let's delve into that interview now and and talk about a few points raised by John Messino. We'll start off with yourself, Mark. Um, one of the points raised, and we heard him a teaser before the break, was Joe Rafferty, how he was involved in the training ground friendly in midweek against AFC Wimbledon. Great to see him back, um, not only on the training field, but in a sort of match environment as well. Unlikely, Mark, but he'll feature this weekend against Plymouth. Maybe just a little bit too early for him. But what a boost that would be to his squad to have Joe Rafferty back. Yeah, yeah, it really would. And I think, to be honest, um, <laughs> I think Pompey fans can be forgiven for forgetting how much of an impact he had early doors in the season. I remember watching the new signings uh, back in August and thinking how solid and reliable he looked. Uh, so I think he'll be a really good addition to be back into the squad. I mean, he's been out for so long, it'll be like having a new signing, won't it? So um, it'll be really great to see him back. It'll probably give a little bit more balance. He's very reliable. I think he had a really good attacking edge to his game and he had a really good defensive side as well. So he was a well-rounded uh, arguably a championship level player. So really good to hear he's got back on the grass and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him playing again. Yeah, and crazy to think it's been somewhat five months since we last saw Joe Rafferty the Pompey shirt. Um, Pepe, that game against Burton Albion away from home back in September, his last outing uh, came off that one injured. At the time, Pompey were flying high in league one unbeaten, top of the table. Things have changed a lot since uh, since that injury, and, and to be fair, injuries to a number of players within the squad, um, one of which being being Tom Lowry. Um, John Messina, I believe you, you understand, but Tom Lowry may be back to some sort of fitness soon a game alongside Joe Rafferty very unlikely it's going to be this weekend but again with, with, with Tom Lowry a fantastic young exciting player going forward who when he was fit in this squad provided to be a you know, quite a handful for the opposition and a big game changer yeah definitely Rafferty and Lowry um, <clears throat> they both they haven't they haven't played when probably have lost a game yet in, in League One um, Lowry came off against Plymouth in that two-all draw but um Rafferty against Burton so they're yet to taste defeat uh, Pompey in the league and what they brought early doors in their uh, early Pompey career was they just bought experience they bought talent they bought everything and that's they, they were 
two crucial parts of why Pompey were unbeaten for the first nine games of the season. And they've missed that. They've missed that experience and what they bring to the team. And everybody's been everywhere. Everywhere I've been out, I've been, oh, was, oh Tom Larry, this, Tom Larry, that. Uh, yeah, finally, some positive news about him. He's back on the grass. Um, he is training uh, non contact just yet, um, I believe. Um, but still some positive signs. And still, I think last week, Neil Allen reported that. Um, he could be in and around um, the first team action or at least in the squad by February at some point yeah. uh, in February. So, yeah, fingers crossed and hopefully he doesn't break down because that's something that's been happening to him at the, um, throughout his injury period is that he has kept breaking down and yeah. fingers crossed they're trying to ease him in uh, with a side of caution and hopefully, fingers crossed, we can see him and Joe Rafferty uh, very soon. Elsewhere, uh, Zach Swanson, as reported by the, the Portsmouth News, your colleagues there, Pepe, um, training this week after a groin injury, kept him out of the Barnsley game, Ronan Curtis, again, as John Messina mentioned to Max Swatton in the interview, uh, recovering well from an ankle issue he picked up at Fleetwood, alongside Clark Robertson and Jay Mingi, who are making decent progress as well, likely to be uh, a matter of weeks rather than the mumps for Ronan Curtis, Jay Mingy and Clark Robertson. I think so. just, sorry, just about in mm, quickly, I yeah. think looking at Pompey's squad with all the players fit, it's just a mouth-watering yeah. thing for John Messino. He's going to have a headache, but for a good reason, having all those players in and around his ranks in the, within the next month is going to be yeah. exciting for him. You've got all six mid- central midfielders, plus Harry Jett White, so that'll be seven. Um, you'll have wingers, you'll have all your defenders, you'll have everybody there. You're, you're dreaming, Pepe. I know I'm dreaming, but I'm excited. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> we all have. We all have. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Yeah. Oh, blimey. No, this is Pompey. Nothing's ever easy. Um, that's no fault of anyone, really. But, um, yeah, we're used to this. But, no, you, you know, Pepe mentions a very good point, Mark, in that... Perhaps Danny Cowley was a little hard done by in, in respect to when he was dismissed. Uh, a lot of his hands were tied in respect to the injuries Pompey had at the time, albeit maybe the buck does lie with the manager when results are going downhill, regardless of the, you know, the ifs, the buts and the whys. However, as Pepe mentioned, Mark, you get the likes of Ronan Curtis, Jay Mingy, Clark Robertson, Joe Rafferty, Tom Lowry. You know, these are five, six different players who are waiting to come back from injury hopefully sooner rather than later but they're not all same players these are six different players different positions they offer all completely different things and yeah with a fully fit squad this this Pompey team could could work a bit of magic in this division yeah yeah it could and I always look back to the start of the season when we had a fully fit squad or, or thereabouts and you know it was a really enticing prospect. I mean, we were really going at every opponent, and we had the quality and depth and talent in each position. I mean, I only look have to look at the team sheet now and look at Brian Tunnicliffe's name as the number one, well, one of the first names in the team sheet. At the start of the season, he was he was an afterthought. I mean, you know that sounds a bit sort of harsh for Ryan, but that just goes to show what our injuries have done to our squad. I mean, we were blessed with so many midfielders at the start of the season, mm. and it was hard to really pick a team. And Tom Larry came in, and I don't, I don't really, any, I don't think anyone really expected him to be as good or have a, have as big of an impact as he did. But you know, we were really giving it to all opponents. I mean, we beat the posh at home, which you know probably wasn't on everyone's um, agenda for us to do. I mean, we really took Sheffield Wednesday to the sword at, at Hillsborough on a, on a tough start to the season. I mean, we looked we looked brilliant, and, and you know, all our players were full of confidence. And those injuries didn't just have an effect on the squad depth; it had an effect on the confidence and just the overall sort mm. of agenda around a squad I think I mean Danny Cowley was dealt a really tough hand but you know you're only dealt the cards 
that, that you dealt with, aren't you? I mean, you, you can only do what you, what you have in front of you. So it, it was fate, unfortunately, but yeah. I do think that played such a massive impact in his downfall, unfortunately. Yeah, 81400, our text number here at Express if you'd like to get in touch or add anything to whatever myself, Mark or Pepe have had to say this evening or even ask us, ask us a question. Do start your text with the word Express to make sure they get through to us. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Gav Jones has done just that on the emails. Got in touch. Good evening, gents. Thoroughly looking forward to a trip to Plymouth tomorrow, as I think it's a high time this disastrous run at home park and against Plymouth in general came to an end. A couple of things in our favour are, are possibly the best goalkeeper in the league, Michael Cooper, being out injured. Uh, yep, that's correct. Michael Cooper, the Plymouth Argyle goalkeeper, uh, was uh, limped off during last week's defeat to Sheffield Wednesday. And also Dan Scar, Gav Jones, continues by saying, being injured two of Plymouth's best performers this season. I think if we keep playing with the high intensity and high press that we've been seeing recently, it can bring us some good success against a tricky side. Safe travels. If you are making a journey tomorrow, take care. Gav Jones on the emails. Yep, Pepe, yourself and I are making a journey to Home Park tomorrow. I mentioned there within that email, um, fantastic point about Michael Cooper, uh, Cooper, the Plymouth Argyle goalkeeper, likely to be out injured for a considerable amount of time after limping off on Saturday last weekend and uh, calling upon their, their, their backup keeper to, to finish the game. Um, you don't want to see players injured, whoever they play for, but you can't help but think this might be a bit of a boost in Pompey's favour. Yeah, definitely. A player of Michael Cooper's quality. Um, he's been... The, if not the standout goalkeeper in League One this season and last season as well, I, I remember that competition Pompey and Plymouth fans had about who's better, Gavin Bazuna or Michael Cooper. Mm. And um, yeah, Michael Cooper's a top quality goalkeeper, and Pompey need to target that. Um, they're number two. I don't know how many games he's played this season, but it can't be a lot. Um, and they need to just fire some shots in early doors, get the keeper a bit nervous. Um, obviously, that's that's something that will be top of the agenda is just try and um, make their number two's um, afternoon difficult. Obviously, Matt Macy returns to home park um, after yeah. his yeah. after his difficult um, season. I think it was 1920 campaign, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the season they got relegated, so he's not um, very fond of down there. But he'll be looking to prove his doubters wrong as well. So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be a fascinating afternoon, really. Yeah. So Dan Scar and Michael Cooper out injured for Plymouth Argyle this weekend. Stephen Schumacher's side second in the League One standing, still posing quite a big threat. However, Pompey haven't secured three points at home park since 2015. So over six attempts since last time they claimed league victory against Plymouth Argyle away from home. And now to take a bit of a closer look into this week's opposition. Take it away, Mason Jordan. Following last week's one-all draw with Barnsley at Fratton Park, the Blues hit the road again and the destination this time around is Devon, where Plymouth Argyle await John Messino's men. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Home Park hasn't been a happy hunting ground for Pompey in recent years. They haven't won there on any of their last six attempts, last tasting victory in August of 2015. That was when Matt Tubbs and Gary Roberts were both on target from the penalty spot in a game which ended 2-1 in the Blues' favour. In this season's reverse victory, 
fixture at PO4 back in September. The sides could not be separated, drawing 2-2, thanks to Rico Hackett's last-minute equaliser. Plenty has changed for both sides since that stalemate at Fratton, so let's take a look into the challenge that lies ahead for the Blues this time around. Manager. One thing that hasn't changed is the man representing them in the dugout. The Pilgrims are still managed by 38-year-old Stephen Schumacher, who took charge of the side in December of 2021, following the departure of Ryan Lowe to Preston North End. Schumacher had initially been brought to Home Park as Lowe's assistant two and a half years prior. The duo arriving together from Bury, whom they'd helped win promotion to League One during the 2018-19 season, shortly before the club's liquidation. Since Lowe's departure and Schumacher's appointment as his replacement, 36 of Argyle's 65 competitive matches have resulted in victory, earning the gaffer a win percentage of 55.38. One to watch. Since arriving on loan from Aston Villa at the start of the campaign, 22-year-old midfielder Finn Azaz has registered six goals and seven assists across 21 appearances in all competitions. Azaz returned to the squad just four weeks ago from their trip to Ipswich Town, having previously missed 12 weeks of action following an ankle break sustained in a match against Shrewsbury Town at Home Park back in October. It was used as a substitute for Argyle's clash with Tractor Boys on that day and again the following week for their visit to Cheltenham Town, returning to the starting 11 for last week's top-of-the-table clash with Sheffield Wednesday. Top scorer. Two players are tied as Plymouth's top scorer in League One at present. One is still at the club, whereas the other was recalled from his loan by his parents' side in January. Swansea City winger Morgan Whitaker and Argyle striker Ryan Hardy have both contributed nine league goals for Argyle goal so far this term. 25-year-old Hardy, who joined the club on a permanent deal from Blackpool in January 2021, has bagged two goals in his last four matches, having previously gone on a run of nine appearances without finding the back of the net. Number nine is still the shirts worn by the Scottish forward. Current form. Stephen Schumacher's side occupy second place in League One at this stage and have been in or around the automatic promotion spots for the majority of the season. They had been at top for a while, but recently surrendered that place to Sheffield Wednesday, losing to the Owls by a goal to nil at Hillsborough last time out. That was Argyle's first league defeat since a 2 all loss to Port Vale at Home Park on December the 2nd. Of the last 10 league fixtures, Plymouth have secured maximum points in five, drawn three and lost two. The Pilgrims are currently six points ahead of third place Ipswich Town, having played the same amount of matches. Can the Blues get back to winning ways, even with the odds stacked against them. All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you, Mason, and we'll be continuing to preview Pompey's trip to Plymouth Argyle this weekend in the third and final part of this evening's edition of the Footblower, where we'll also be bringing Pepe and Mark back into the conversation, reading out the final text tweets and emails from back home, and highlighting a few things to do with Pompey's search for John Messino's assistant and Ryan Tunnicliffe's uh, revived Pompey career as well. Do get in touch. All of the usual ways, if you don't know them by now, can be found on our website, expressfm.com. And when we do return, we'll also be turning our attention to the Pompey women. A big game for them this weekend against the London Bees. We'll hear from Evie Gain, who talks about settling back into the squad, now playing with some old faces and some new ones too. Dan's great. You know what you're going to get from her each game. She's such a solid player, so playing with her is great. We both like to communicate a lot as well. And then, yeah, I thought Izzy and Nick were so easy to play alongside. Great little players. Um, They're just so tenacious. So, yeah, I loved it. 
So don't go anywhere. The final part of this evening's edition of the Football Hour is coming right with you in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM. Sponsored this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Just under 15 minutes to get in touch tonight, Pompey fans. If you haven't done so already, all the usual ways. It's 81400 on the text, starting those messages with the word Express. Sports at expressfm.com is our email address. At expressfm, the handle to include within your comments on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live is how to find us uh, over on Facebook. Okay, we will be talking a bit about the Pompey women in just a few moments' time, but first of all, want to really finalise our preview of the men's trip to Plymouth Argyle and talk a bit about Ryan Tunnicliffe, Mark McGee, who, under John Messino, looks to be a completely different player, really revived his Pompey career after what seemed to be, um, what, what looked to be, anyway, perhaps a January exit under Danny Cowley. Yeah, I think, like I alluded to earlier, like I think at the start of the season, he was an afterthought. Um, unfortunately, I think that was just the way things were looking after a really heavy summer of recruitment and a lot of midfielders signed. But, you know, the injuries may have affected us, but they've helped him, haven't they, at the end of the day? And mm-hmm. I think another thing that's helped him massively is the formation change that we've, you know, spoke about, you know, at, at length. I think having Marlon Pack deeper and getting on the ball more gives Joe Morrell and Ryan Tunnicliffe, I've noticed, an opportunity to get further forward. And, and I'm, I'm guessing they've been given that instruction because, you know, Ryan Tunnicliffe is a midfielder that, you know, his, his game is basically formed around a high press, a lot of energy. You know, he's not someone like Marlon Pack or like Joe Morrell. He's, he's, a, he's a separate entity. And I think sometimes the Danny Cowley system and the way Danny Cowley wanted to play didn't always didn't always aid his, his skill set. Mm-hmm. So it is nice to see him um, on the pitch. And I've noticed his match sharpness is, is a lot better now. And I think that was lacking at the start of the season too. So I think overall it's been, it's been good for him. Yeah. Just goes to show how quickly football can change, uh, whether you're a player, manager, fan, or anything. Football can change in the blink of an eye. Great to see Ryan Tunnicliffe hitting the same sort of form that he showed at Fratton Park when he first joined the club uh, a couple of seasons ago. Pepe, not much longer to talk about it, but we do have to briefly mention uh, the search for John Messino's assistant, his number two. We are aware, again, according to reports from your colleagues at the Ports of News, uh, did a fantastic job that perhaps this appointment could be made within the next week or two and we know that the club have done their interviews their due diligence they've uh, drawn a shortlist of the candidates and much like the the search for Danny Cowley's replacement this has been kept very tight-lipped yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was just about to start on. Is it reminds me very much of um, John Messino's appointment in their search for a man- uh, Danny Cowley's successor. Like you just said, um, they like they've kept it very quiet, very under wraps, and we've seen it with a couple of players as well. Uh, Matt Macy when he came in, um, and Riley Taylor. We kept they've kept it very quiet. So that could be under Richard Hughes' um, new regime. Is nothing gets out and. Um, we've heard John Messino said it's going to stay under wraps really and um, it's going to be very internal Um, so yeah 
there's nothing that I can report live right now about it, but um, yeah, it's something should be close. Um, like it's been reported yeah, before in yeah. the next week or so. Yeah, hopefully. Either Monday, if not Friday, Football Hour next week, we'll be talking about John Messino's number two and who has been appointed as his assistant head coach at Fratton Park. A couple of dates for the diary um, for both the men's and women's Hampshire FA Cup uh draws for the next round the semi-finals uh, for the women they've been drawn uh, against AFC Bournemouth that's away from home that tie will be played on Sunday the 19th of March just a fortnight after they travel to Nottingham Forest in the League Cup semi-final as well so a big cup run for them in both the Hampshire Cup and the League Cup for the Pompey women who remain uh, who are now top of the division we'll hear from Evie Gain and Jay Sadler very, very shortly. And for the Pompey men in the quarterfinals of the Hampshire Cup, date to be confirmed at the moment. They've also been drawn away to either AFC Bournemouth or Tadley Calliver. Whoever wins that um, round of 16 game will play Pompey um, in the quarterfinals of the Hampshire uh, Senior Cup for the men's. Uh, so some dates for you, are in something to look out for there. OK, now talking about the Pompey women. They've been on a fantastic run of late, and as reported by Ian Chiverton on Twitter, last 11 games, one defeat and 10 wins 26 goals scored conceded just five seven clean sheets for hannah horton and now top of the table into two cup semi-finals as we've just mentioned as well and last weekend nay harney with yet another goal added to her tally for this season helped secure jay sadler's side a 1-0 victory away at gillingham coupled with oxford united the then leaders and then unbeaten so far this season they uh, were defeated by two goals to one last Sunday, which means Pompey go top of the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division, clear by two points of Oxford United in second, who they play at Wesley Park in a few weeks' time. The U's do have a game in hand, however. After the victory over Gillingham on Sunday, Max Swatton spoke to Evie Gain to get her post-match reaction, and that was Evie Gain's first start uh, on the football pitch for almost four months. She spoke to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle at Gillingham on Sunday. Evie, a 1-0 victory at Gillingham. How did you find the game? Yeah, it was a good game. I think we probably made it harder um, than it needed to be but at the end of the day we got the three points and that's my most important thing. It's your first start in almost four months. How did it feel to step onto the pitch coming out to play the game? Yeah, I mean I was definitely a bit anxious about it all. I mean the girls have been doing amazing so I, the last thing I wanted to do was obviously let them down but I just put trust in myself and what I can bring to the team and yeah, it felt good. I think I like, eased into the game and by the end of the game I felt back to my normal self. How did you find it playing in the back line alongside Dan Rowe but also alongside Nick and Izzy who you haven't played with before? Yeah, I mean Dan's great. You know what you're going to get from her each game. She's such a solid player so Playing with her is great. We both like to communicate a lot as well. And then, yeah, I thought Izzy and Nick were so easy to play alongside. Great little players. Um, they're just so tenacious. So, yeah, I loved it. What's the mood like in the dressing room after that one? Yeah, everyone's buzzing. Like, it's another win. And it's for me, like to come back into that and see all the winning and like fit, being that feeling again, it's just, yeah, so nice. You've been back in the environment for a while. You've obviously seen results from afar and you've seen how the girls have been playing. We scored early on today and, and had to defend for, for almost 90 minutes. So do you think it's good that the, the team can show a different side to the game like that? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it shows that we are versatile in the sense that we can attack and today we should have been more ruthless, but also we can hold on to a 1-0 lead and we can defend and see out the game um, and just be really solid and hard to break down. 
And if you can single out any positives to, to take forward, what would they be? Um, the positives, I think we were, we were working all week on our counter-press and I do think we tried to implement that first 25 minutes. We did that really well. Another positive would be the clean sheet and just the unity of the group. It's really strong right now. Yeah, great to see Evie Gain back in blue after arriving back from Coventry United in the January transfer window. And if you haven't read it already, um, she spoke to Neil Allen uh, a few uh, days ago in regards to her mental health, really opening up about the tough times she endured at Coventry United. So do go and read that article. It is, it is fascinating and, and really uh, well written, but also uh, re- really well done to, to Evie Gain for opening up about her mental health struggles whilst at Coventry United over the last few months. OK, earlier today, I spoke to the Blues women's head coach, Jay Sadler. I caught up with him on a phone call shortly before tonight's show to preview their trip to the London Bees this Sunday. And I first asked Bagatha if... You know, as a manager, do you still look at the league table, even though you say you don't? Yeah, to be fair, that's a, a real good question. I know we spoke about it when at Fratton Park that I don't like to look at the league table. We just focus on one game at a time. But it was very hard when um, our small, hardcore following of fans um, were singing at the end of the game. And, and obviously we knew certain results had, had gone in our favour. But ultimately, all we had to do was take care of ourselves. And I thought we performed uh, really well um, in the first period of, of, of that first half. Should have had the game um, buried and the amount of chances we created just lacked the composure and, and, and the clinicalness needed to, to take the game to 2-3-4. Um, and then we had to see the game out towards the end. But ultimately, the, the most important thing was was the win. And it's another three points to the tally. And, and um, yeah, we keep our, our, our good winning form uh, going. Yeah, and another goal for Nay Hardy at the weekend as well. What a, what a run of form she's having at the moment. Yeah, she can't stop scoring, to be fair to her. Um, not just in matches, but in training. There's just a newfound confidence. Um, we always talk about confidence. It's such a, a fragile commodity and it's so easy to lose it and it takes a, a while to gain it. And as I keep saying, she's been she's been in the shadow of, of Emma Jones, who's our top goal scorer in the league, um, who was out with, with an injury um, in the FA Cup game before Christmas. And, and they stepped up. Not only has she been offering us um, goals, but she's been linking the units up really well, puts pressure on the back line. Um, but ultimately, as you said recently, um, she's been scoring the goals and it's been her four goals that have ultimately got us the, the last nine points. Um, albeit, it's been, a, it's been a massive team effort. Um, but yeah, I think if you were to single out anyone for a bit of praise, she, she definitely deserves it. One more player I would like to mention, Jay, before we do move on to look ahead to this weekend's game. Evie Gain made her second debut last weekend against Gilligan. How great is it to have her back? Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to have her back. Um, not only because she's a, a fantastic person um, and a fantastic player, but also given um, what she's been through. Um, reading the, the article with Neil Allen, um, fantastic listen it's a great insight um if anyone hasn't hasn't read it into um the struggles of professional football and um it's been a it's it's, it's been a process trying to get her back to this to this um this level um for her to be playing again um but an opportunity came jack jazz younger was unavailable for the game evie stepped in with our confidence and and yeah, she 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 looked she looked like she hadn't been out for for the for the time she had been. Um, it was a really good performance from her, keeping a clean sheet along with the back line, and hopefully something we can continue to build upon.
Yeah, and the London Bees this weekend, another away fixture and what is turning out to be a bit of a gruelling end of campaign schedule for your side, Jay Sadler. How do you how do you approach this game? How do you apply what you took to Gillingham last Sunday into this one? Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting uh, few weeks really. I've had had the uh, the suitcase packed because we've we've been away from home um, for uh, what what feels like every single weekend. I think next weekend's the first home game in what seems like forever. Um, however, it's 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 really promoted the unity of the group. Um, the group are obviously travelling up together. Um, we're going into someone else's territory. We're going somewhere where they're going to want to give everything in order to get the points. And ultimately, all we can do is go there, try and execute the game plan, give what we've what we've got. And, and the players have been doing that. We've got a, a terrific um, squad, um, a real special group of people um, that are really showing that together some unity. And I constantly say you need technical ability, you need tactical understanding, but togetherness can, can win you points um, in a season. It certainly can. The dressing room wins your points and, and we've got a, a very, very strong dressing room at the minute. There we go there, Jay Sadler, speaking to myself earlier this evening, previewing their trip to the London Bees this Sunday, 2 o'clock kickoff uh, in that one. And Pompey, of course, taking on Plymouth Argyle away from home tomorrow uh, afternoon. The men's, that is, of course. Uh, Pepe Lacey, very quickly, a score prediction for yourself, Pompey at Plymouth. Uh, well, I've said all evening I'm going with a draw, so I'm going to stay safe and go 2 all. 2 all. Thank you, Pepe. Mark McGee, your score prediction, please, sir. 1-1. One, 1-all, one. One says Mark. Both going for draws. Uh, look, we always draw Plymouth away from home, don't we? And given the current form Pompey are in and, and the fact Plymouth were defeated last weekend, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw. I'll go different, though. I'll go for 3-all. Why not? Pompey versus Plymouth, right here on Pompey Live at Express FM. Tomorrow afternoon from 2, myself, Colin Mosley and Jay Sadler. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey live. Pompey were held to a frustrating 1-1 draw at home to Barnsley on Saturday. It's a good ball and it's put into the back of the net and Portsmouth have the lead. Towards the box, it's bouncing around and it's gone all the way in and Barnsley have equalised. Next up, the Blues face a difficult trip to high-flying Plymouth Argyle in the league. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday from 2. Pompey live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right. Tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock, as I mentioned, Pompey Live returns. Myself, Connor Mosley, sitting in from uh, for Robbie James and Jay Sadler, will be bringing you all of the action from Home Park as the Blues take on second place Plymouth Argyle, uh, looking for uh, another victory under John Messino to return to winning ways, hopefully for Pompey. I'd like to send a big thank you to everyone who got involved on the text, tweets, and emails this evening. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened to the show. If you did miss any of this evening's edition of the Footblower. You can either listen back to it tomorrow at 4am if you're up, or you can download and replay uh, this or any other previous episode uh, from Spotify, the Apple and Google podcast apps, or the ExpressFM website as well, expressfm.com forward slash podcast in around about 20 minutes time. Thank you to Pepe Lacey for joining me on the show. Pepe, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Jake. And thank you as well to Mark McGee joining us over the phone lines. Mark, it has been a pleasure as always, my friend. Cheers, Jake. And I'm sure we're here from both Mark and Pepe are on another edition of the Football Hour in the future. OK, coming up here on Express FM this evening, Connor Mosley is back with Express Floor Fillers. You are the VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party as Connor plays just great floor filler hits all night long uh, between 7 and the early hours of Saturday morning. Like I say, Pompey Live back tomorrow from 2. I'll be back with the Football Hour on Monday, but until then, have a great weekend. Take care. Stay safe.